Welcome to Family Life Today, brought to you with the compliments of this station and power to change. We're always encouraged to receive your feedback and comments on the program, but I'll tell you how you can do that at the conclusion. But now, here are your Family Life Today presenters, Dave and Ann Wilson. So if you could think of a moment when we were raising our three boys, when you knew this is who they are, this is <laughs> how God made them. Yes. What moment comes to your oh. mind for each boy? Oh, Got to do it really one. quick. Okay. First, I wonder if they're the same as me. Okay. First one, CJ's playing basketball, yep. seven years old. I'm so into it and intense. And he stops in the middle of the basketball court, staring at the While scoreboard. the game's going on, the ball's going back and forth by and him. And he's all by himself, standing in the middle of the court, looking at the scoreboard. And I'm yelling, CJ, CJ, like, get down there, get down there. I come from a long line of coaches and athletics and right. all that. So I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm laughing. I'm the coach of this team. We're 0-12. And, and I call time out because I know exactly what he's doing. I knew, you know, it was apparent from day one. He is so into technology. He's looking at scoreboard thinking, how does this work? Yes. And that's what he said. And then he also said to you at three years old, Dad, when did your head start sucking your hair back in? <laughs> yeah, he, he figured that whole thing. Yeah. Okay, that's we got to do this quick. I'll okay. tell you quick. So how about Austin? Um, I got it. The pipe. <laughs> when he asked for a pipe <laughs> for his birthday. I say the cape when he was same thing. 16. Yeah, he wants a cape and a pipe for his birthday because he's so artistic and into literature. Into Lord of the Rings. He just oh, wanted yeah. to sit there with his pipe. He never smoked it. He just wanted to hold it in his head and it's read. It's a prop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Cody. All I remember about him is playing sports and bossing all of his friends around. <laughs> what were you going to say? I remember throwing a football to him when he was six or seven on a beach. 30 yards away, over a kid's head, he dove and caught it. And somebody turned to me and said, that kid's going to play on Sundays. And he did. He ended up in the NFL. But, I mean, catching a ball 30 yeah. yards away in the air, you're like, he's gifted. That's something you don't see every day. Why are we talking about so, this today? I am so excited for today. And I'm excited for you. Why? And especially, I mean, I am too, but you, this is your world. You love to see what God has put in a person, whether it's our kids or even a, a stranger, yeah. and draw out the giftedness and the unique design that God puts in each person. I mean, I can see you right now. You're so you're smiling about this. Well, we just had lunch with our guests, and I could sit with them all day long because they have such a wealth of information, and they've also written a book. I think you're going to love this as adults, as coworkers, and parents. Like parents, this is going to be so important for you. Yeah, we got Bill Hendricks and Bev Hendricks Godby, their brother and sister, in the studio with us. Welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks, Thanks for having us. So we you're sitting over there smiling here. this whole time. What were you thinking? <laughs> I was thinking this is a kindred spirit over here. Yes. I mean, this is what I love to do. Mm. I can't imagine doing anything else. I kind of do it whether I'm getting paid or not. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking how fortunate your sons are that you were paying attention. Mm. I find too many parents are not paying attention to what is happening right in front of them with what we call the, the wonder of their child. Mm. Which goes along with the title of your book, So How Do I Parent This Child, subtitled, discovering the wisdom and the wonder of who your child was meant to be. Mm -hmm. What a great title. Yeah, and, it, you know, Family Life is an amazing ministry, and what we're talking about today is at the heart of who we are as a ministry is mm -hmm. how to develop disciples in our own home with our own kids. So, obviously, 
this book is about this. So answer that question. So how do I parent this child? Where would you start? Well, you've got to start with a, first of all, conviction that that child has been handed to you by God. The dominant model of parenting in our culture is that the child is a product. Mm. In other words, you bring this baby home from the hospital, say, and now your job as parents is to do certain things, parenting, socializing, educating, etc., so that how this kid turns out at age 22, 24, and of course, turn out is a very manufacturing sort of term, right? Mm. How they turn out is a referendum on how well you did as parents. Mm. The problem is the child is not a product. The child is a person. Believe it or not, God has already determined the personhood of that child, sovereignly gifted that child to be who they are. And so right there on the weighing table is a little infant person. Your job as parents then is to bring that child home and to steward that infant person into the adult person that God intended them to be. And that's really your task. And so you have to start by realizing parenting is really about the child, not about you. Well, the other piece of that is that not only are you invited into this, but you're there on purpose as well. So not just that child has purpose, but you have purpose in being there. You've never, perhaps the first time you've never been a parent before, and you're thinking, wow, how how do I even do this? Something about knowing that this too is on purpose. You, with that child, with everything you have and everything you don't have, you're supposed to be there. Well, I was just thinking as you said that, I feel like that's really important for parents to hear because we can feel ill-equipped. We can compare ourselves to everyone else on Instagram. We can feel like we're not enough. And you're saying, no, God has hand-selected you to be the parent of those children under your roof, whether they're biological kids, adopted kids, kids from a blended family. These are the kids that God has selected, and he's equipped you to do that. Right. In a sense, this can only happen over time, a process. You're not going to find a book that tells you the parent you are because you've never been one before Mm. or the child that is because that one has never been here either. So in a way, that kind of invites you into this great mystery, but it's on purpose. Yeah. So there's something leading this. This isn't you all by yourself doing this. No, it's also interesting that you said, because it's so often we think as a parent that we decide what we're trying to raise. Mm-hmm. That's where we start. In fact, we That's wrote right. a parenting book, right. Uh, no Perfect Parents, and we sort of said, hey, you know, you need to know what bullseye or target you're shooting at. But you're saying, and of course that's important as well, but you're saying, no, it's sort of determined by who God gave you, who God made this son or daughter to be, right? That's Absolutely. Exactly right. My dad used to say, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's who said it. Because I say who, that all the time. It, I don't know who he, the he may, author he was. He may have, have co-opted it from <laughs> someone, but he has said that a lot. Okay, so when my dad, we have, there are four in my family, and he said to all of us, you guys are all going to be college coaches. And you're all going to be leaders. Well, that was all well intended. However, we were not leaders, not all of us. I would have a quarter twist on that one. Yeah. After doing giftedness with people for 20 years, I would say with all humility, I think we all have leadership in us Mm. through the gifts. We lead with our gifts. If we understand that we enjoy being backstage, just getting all the costumes lined up, all the props ready for the performance, 
What happens if that didn't happen? Mm. It would be a failure. So your leadership is behind the scenes and maybe a little more subtle. That's so important. That's a great way to look at it. He wasn't intending that. He wasn't intending that. But he was thinking, I'm going to make you into this. Absolutely. And you're saying, no, you've already been formed. And, Anne, I don't think your dad was doing that in a malevolent way. Mm -hmm. He was doing it in terms of what made the most sense to him, given how he was wired. Yeah. Yep. That's which is how most of us tend to parent. Yeah. What we're saying in the book is you've got to resist that. Your child is not you. And so what makes perfect sense to you may not make sense at all for the child. And maybe this is a good place to throw in. Well, what do we even mean by giftedness? That's a term people throw around. Yep. Let's talk about it. What is it? The simplest definition I can give you is giftedness is what you are born to do. Mm-hmm. Everybody is born to do something. One person, you look and you realize this person's born to solve a problem. Never met a problem they didn't want to solve. Somebody else, they're born to understand something at a very deep level. Somebody else, they're born to gain a response from people and influence their behavior. Somebody else is born to see potential and then go make it happen. I mean, we could be here all day talking about all the different forms of giftedness that there are. There's really as many forms of giftedness as there are people because every single human being is uniquely designed by God. Uh, and placed here for a purpose. That was so good. Like, I think that's really important for us to understand and to grasp. We might want to differentiate giftedness from talents. I'm just thinking of a parent who thinks, well, my kid is really good at athletics. You know, that's their giftedness. That's really not their giftedness. That's a talent mm-hmm. that they have that has been put in, like singing or something like that. But giftedness is how you do what you do. So it's like the shape of a tool or the design of a tool. So if we know what that tool is designed to do, then we know how to use it well. So we don't use one tool for another. That's an interesting clarification because I would think a giftedness would be at a talent. Well, we yeah. said that but about Cody, well, like being yeah. able to be great at sports. But that was a but, talent, and the giftedness was more what you yeah, saw. Yeah, I that, would want to know. So somebody, if, what is it about being that athlete that really gets you going? Mm. Is it a competitiveness that you want to win, or is it being on the team? I love to be part mm. of this team. Giftedness involves not simply ability, but also motivation. Motivation, you those together. that's what we're talking about. So. Yes, you see your son in sports, and then you say, well, what was satisfying to you about that? Yeah. And you discover, as Bev said, for one person, it's the challenge of it. For somebody else, it's the team. I love the team. For somebody else, it's about, well, I win. I, I'm the best on the team. You can have the same sport but all kinds of different motivation. And there's no wrong answer to that? And there's no wrong answer. Like the person says, I just want to be the best. That's, that's exactly uh, that's right. Actually that's one that's okay? That we, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We, mm. we don't place judgment. You can't place judgment on the core motivation. Now, let me be clear. Every form of giftedness is inherently good. Every form of giftedness has what we call a potential dark side. So, yes, certain forms of giftedness could predispose someone to be full of themselves and arrogant. Mm. Certain forms of giftedness could cause somebody who loves to meet needs to set things up to where everybody needs them and they can't function on their own. Those are dark expressions of an inherently good gift. So someone that wants to be the best can always be the best. So they can at certain things, and that's fine. But what happens if they get hurt and injured and they can no longer be that athlete? 
so that that's a real struggle for them. So mm-hmm. that would be the kind of thing that we might work with them on. Like, where else could you use that? Well, you're looking at those things. Bev, go back to that hammer. You talk about Harry the hammer <laughs> in the book, right. which was interesting. You guys explain that. What's that mean? Well, Harry the Hammer is never met a nail he didn't want to pound on. <laughs> That's what he does. Um, but we don't want to use him for something that takes a, another kind of a nuanced tool, like a, a knife or something else that he would not be good at doing. And so, therefore, if we try to make him, we do that. We could do that all day long, and he might get a little better at it, but he'd never love it. He doesn't get energy from doing that. He wants to pound a nail. <laughs> well, and Harry the Hammer is in a parable where Harry the Hammer is the equivalent in a sense of what your dad was trying to do in giving advice to you as his children. Mm. Give advice based on what makes sense to me. So Harry the Hammer has a son called Larry the Screwdriver. And Harry the Hammer is determined that Larry the Screwdriver is going to be just as good at driving nails as Harry the Hammer is. But he never figures out that, you know, Larry the Screwdriver wasn't born to drive nails. And so he's not a very good nail driver, and he ends up fairly defeated. And if only Harry the Hammer had said, wait a minute. My son's not designed to drive nails, but he is designed to drive screws. In fact, if I'll show him how to do that and find somebody to mentor him in that and give him every education in that, why, he could be a world-class screwdriver. Now, how do you convince parents to make that paradigm shift? Because we said earlier, a lot of parents are Harry the Hammer, and they want their son or daughter to be Harry the Hammer. I think it's real important to point out that they are trying to give them the best of right. what they know. Yeah. That works in their head. Yeah. And so they have a little kid and they think, I can do this. I can help them be their best. They're very well-intentioned. Yeah. We see so many well-intentioned parents that are kind of doing damage, to be honest. Because yeah. what we see when we hear the stories that people tell are sometimes a person has been what we call scribbled on. Mm. There's something that wanted to be expressed but couldn't be. Mm. You talked about a cello player. Yep. Mm -hmm. And a dad that was, what was the dad? He was like a businessman. He was like a lawyer. He's what I call a powerful man. You know, he's in a high power job. It's like you could see it in his eyes, the disappointment over his son who wanted to play the cello. And for the father, that's like. Who would want to do that? Well, and how are you going to make money at that? Because this guy is a you a know money. a day trader. Right? Yeah. So like this is about we got to do something here. That's not anything. I mean, if you want to do that on the side, that's one thing. But that's that's not a career. So if know? I'm a parent listening, well, and I realize, wow, I've sort of done that. I've sort of tried to make my son or daughter. How do I step back and then be able to see the giftedness? We talk a lot about being curious and not critical. Mm. So when this happens because you see something in the child that you don't affirm or recognize, it's not in you, and you're thinking, why are they doing that? And you kind of want to stomp it out of them, but you don't really know what else to do. Ask, what is it you love about this? Mm. Get curious. Find what out. What is it the child loves about it? The child it. Yeah. loves about yeah. it. Yeah, let them tell you. Oftentimes this comes up with teenage kids that are doing video games. I was just going to say, my kid's playing video games for nine of hours a day. Of course they did. How do I affirm this? Right. <laughs> and the way that you affirm it is by being curious. You could walk in and say, hey, I want to learn this. 
they'll laugh. They'll think that's hilarious that mom <laughs> wants to actually do this. And they don't mind because you're going to be terrible at it and they'll beat you. <laughs> so they have you sit down and they get you all hooked up and then they laugh. But you also now are having a conversation with the child that you have not had a conversation with for hours. And oftentimes it's just amazing. You actually get better at it. They may ask you to come play with them sometime. I mean, now you've got something that you can understand what they love about it. And again, if you play with them, you're set up to say, what is it you love so much about this? Is it doing this or this and bowling? Now you're using actual things from the game. But the subtlety here is you're not looking at the game. You're looking at the child, the person. Hmm. There's something about that activity that has engaged this person's energy. Hmm. And it's that energy that you're trying to discover. And that's what you care about. That's what you care about. That's in the person. And so, again, it may be the challenge of the game. It may be the competition of the game. It may be the mental strategy of how do I get advantage over these other players. It may be the teamwork that's involved in the game. You don't know until you observe and let the child begin to both show you and, if possible, tell you what is satisfying to them. Giftedness expresses itself best when an individual person chooses the activity and how they're going to do it. Even that as a parent, that's gold right there. To watch your kids, what are they choosing to do? How are they playing? Do they like want to play alone? You always to pay attention to the energy. Yeah, I was going to say, right. follow, follow, the, energy. follow, the, follow energy. the energy. What grabs their attention? And what, and what, what you're holds affirming in them is home for them. Hmm. What do you mean? What you are affirming in them is what they instinctively, naturally do and who they be, as we put it. And so you are affirming that by saying, I care about that. Talk to me about that. Like all of a sudden now you have an entrance into their heart where you didn't have that before. And so when you find that energy, power, curiosity, how do you affirm that then as a parent? What do you do with that? Well, you celebrate it. You, You ask about it. You show interest in it. Maybe if it's something, let's say they're a little younger and, you know, it's something like art, you can say, hey, we could maybe get you some lessons on that. Would that be fun for you? But again, ask, don't assume. Mm. Like, because sometimes we've seen um, kids who's, when they're older, they'll say, everything I ever said I wanted to do, my parents were like so much energy behind it. Oh. It wasn't mine anymore. Mm. That's oh. really something to watch out for. I'll mm. tell you one thing I encourage parents not to do is to give what amounts to a grade or a score to everything a child does. Right. Mm. Oh, that, that's a beautiful picture. Well, now we've set up a ranking, whether I've drawn a beautiful picture or not. Much better to say, what an interesting picture. I love the way you get lost in that activity when you draw pictures. Mm. Or, or you better do great in that game today. I bet you will. Mm. Instead of have fun out there. Mm. I can't wait to watch you. Yeah, give it your best. Mm. And you guys refer to this in your book, but Psalm 139, mm-hmm. that, that we have all read so many times. But I think it's just good for our listeners to be reminded of how God made us and our kids. Because in the psalm, it says, you made, speaking of mm-hmm. God, you, mm-hmm. God, made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. What a good reminder. Everything you're saying points back to Scripture, Mm -hmm. that we have a loving, creative God 
that knit us together, and we as parents get to discover what that is in our kids. We like to say that giftedness is what we call incarnational truth. Our view is that when God designs a human being, he takes some dimension of himself that he does in an infinite way, and he fashions a human being to do that exact same thing, only in a finite way. And for mysteries that we don't really understand, we serve a God who delights to see himself in human form. That's what it means to be made in God's image. I'm envisioning parents, after listening to this, stepping back, looking at their children, whatever age, and just sort of dropping their jaw and going, wow, look at the wonder of who God made you to be. That's exactly what we want. Mm. to thank Dave and Ann Wilson and their team for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as power to change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. Do you need some practical help in your relationship and aren't quite sure where to turn? We offer relationship checkups where you will meet with one of our trained relationship coaches who will help equip you with some new tools while you take a more holistic look at your relationship. For more information, email radio at powertochange.org.au or check out our website families.powertochange.org.au under the Need Help tab and get started today. We hope you can join us tomorrow at the same time for another Family Life Today. 